Waves of change. Somehow that seems to resonate with a lot of us right now. COVID came in waves, which are currently receding. The waves and waves of bills restricting voting rights, women's rights, care for our transgender children, and waves of refugees from Afghanistan, Ukrainian people, and so many others, as Carl described, fleeing war. This moment is for the waves coming to the fore for each of us. Let's breathe. For all of this and more, it has me thinking about chaos and change. And it feels really important to me because there is so much change. Change that surprises us, change that is being resisted, and change that needs to be resisted. Every time I think I found my footing, another wave comes and it feels like it knocks me off my feet. The flow in this time feels turbulent and disorienting. I remember my first time visiting the Atlantic Ocean as a child. It was a beautiful day. My family and friends, we were out just past the breakers, jumping those easy waves. And out of nowhere came this really big wave. It was already breaking. It crashed right on us, on its path to shore. And tossing me, my brother, and our friends, and we went somersaulting all over the place, landing in a disoriented heap. And I reconnect with that feeling right now, in these turbulent times with so many lives lost, so many lives being lost, and lives that will never fully recover. It feels like chaos. It feels like somersaulting in the waves. And when that larger world is disorienting, I remember how I found my orientation. The sand beneath me, the water around and over me, and in connection with those who journeyed with me through that wave. I found my brother, four feet to the right. I found our friends, three feet to the left. And one had already made it to shore and was showing us the way. Finding that orientation pulled me in with my awareness to connect to what the things that are smaller, closer, that are right around me. And similarly, embracing the wisdom of activist and author, Adrienne Marie Brown, we find our orientation now with what's right around us, the ground beneath us, our life-giving earth and our innumerable connections to it, our immediate actions, with those around us in anti-racist and anti-oppressive work, political action to support our democracy, to make peace, and the social changes needed to, to stop, address climate change and stop war. These responses, actions, and choices are open to us and our community. In finding our orientation, we work our way back through those breakers to where there's that easy interdependence in the moving waves. And that's a lesson too. 
It's important to remember that waves are not currents. Bear with me here. Currents, as a trip to the Natural History Museum recently reminded me, are huge masses of flowing water across the globe. While waves are energy moving through the ocean. And that doesn't sound like a big deal. But in waves of change, it's important. We don't have to move the ocean to make big change. We have to be the wave we are. We have to transmit our energy in all our interactions. We have to trans, we, in the wave, the wave of water in a given location, it doesn't really move a lot. It transmits its energy in a flow. We can each find that flow between our effort and our ease to find that easy, sustainable strength. And when we are looking for that, we can also honor there is no right wave. Every wave is different. As we embody our movement and we can be rel move relative to each other, as Adrian Marie Brown describes in Emergent Strategy, moving in the way that is right for us, for this body, leads us back to our flow of orientation and ease, moving with the waves and still changing. I don't have to move the ocean to make big change. Flow is far more powerful. Flow of the ocean will carve the coast. And I think that's really important to remember because the changes we're facing can feel really overwhelming. probably obvious by now, I draw a lot of strength from nature and from natural metaphors. They guide us towards our connections and our interdependence and that with all life on this one earth, honoring nature and our place within it is so fundamental to living this life fully and being a good ancestor, changing our civilization so it can be fully born into its aspirational ideals. There are two guides for me in emerging civilization. Carl already spoke of Valerie Kaur and Amanda Gorman. Both of these powerful women use the metaphor of birth. And I guess that may speak to me personally a little as a mother of two and as a former healthcare provider. Birth is powerful. Both of these women faced horrible pain, fear with love to bring their message to the people and to guide emergent change through the chaos and the dark. Valerie Kaur is the founder of the Revolutionary Love Project, an activist and a lawyer, but we won't hold that against her. She has several powerful TED Talks and a book, See No Stranger, a memoir and manifesto of revolutionary love. Through her story, she describes the power and central teachings of the Sikh heritage and decades-long impact of 9-11 on the Sikh and BIPOC communities that still resonates today. Her work started with the murder of a family friend, telling his story and the story of the Sikh violence and the murders that their turbans that honor their faith caused them to be perceived as Muslims in the rise of the Islamophobia after 9-11. Telling stories led to her advocacy. She deepened her impact by becoming a lawyer and guiding the reform of racially biased systems. She interacted with the Obamas to obtain equitable coverage support for recovery of mass shootings in the Sikh Wadara in Oak Creek, Wisconsin. And on her journey, she found her partner and gave birth to her son. It's hard to summarize a career in 
less than 20 minutes, and we definitely want it less than 20 minutes. Her work in her Sikh faith is grounded in her community. She describes the labor of birthing a child, and when it gets to the point she feels like dying, it's called transition. Her mother says the prayer to her over and over, the hot winds cannot touch you, you are brave. And her son is born. She discovers that love is sweet labor, fierce, bloody, imperfect, life-giving. This informed her passion and her call for revolutionary love in the world. And as Carl described, that's part of how we see no stranger and can flow into wisdom. I do not owe my opponents my affection, warmth, or regard, she says, but I do owe myself the chance to live in this world without the burden of hate. She continues, I refuse to let anyone belittle my soul or diminish my expansive sense of self. The more I listen, the less I hate. The less I hate, the more I am free to choose actions that are controlled not by animosity, but by wisdom. Laboring to love my opponents is how I love myself. This is not the stuff of saintliness. This is our birthright. This makes revolutionary love an ethic to practice. It is not an all or none position. It starts with listening and wonder. Ethics and wonder are powerful elements of story. Story is powerful. Story can help us see no stranger. Revolutionary love happens when we breathe and push through the transition, when we greet others with wonder, grieve with them, fight for them because we see no stranger. They are your aunt, uncle, cousin, loved one, part of yourself that you do not yet know. What happens to them happens to us. Seeing no stranger means we face our opponents, feeling our rage. It tells us what is important to listen, to reimagine what could be, and to wonder what happened to them, that that seems like a good idea. Valerie reminds us that this work, we tend the wound of our opponent. Only they can heal it. That is their work to do. And when the rage is too strong, and sometimes it will be, we tend our own wounds, just like Carl guided us in. We learn and listen, we center the marginalized, and we fight erasure. Listening and learning makes conversations and education vital. It is our obligation to teach real, complete American history that represents all of us. And it is not pretty. It is often uncomfortable. It may not be nice. But as James Baldwin reminds us, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. And I see that as the central premise of both this third wave of the civil rights movement and autocracy. Changing the story of white supremacy and autocracy in that fierce, bloody, imperfect, life-giving labor of love, I believe new societies can be born. Octavia Butler offers that civilization is to groups what intelligence is to individuals. 
We learn from the stories, stories that Valerie Kaur and so many others have brought us from around the world. Story and art build faith and spirit. This, this community knows that. Our story and art are central to our faith formation at all ages. We gather to grow through story. We make art together. We know this work builds community like the emergent strategy of nature and that story connects like the strands of the mycelium underground. Story opens us to the small, to change, to trust, and to dream. Adrian Marie Brown offers, small is good, small is all. The large is a reflection of the small. Change is constant, be like water. There is always enough time for the right work. Never a failure, always a lesson. Trust the people. If you trust the people, they become trustworthy. Move at the speed of trust. Focus on critical connections more than critical mass. Build the resilience by building the relationships. And what you pay attention to grows. By guiding our attention, Art, like nature, draws us into deeper connections. As, those as the trials of those who attempted the insurrection progress, I remember when the nation reeled in the aftermath. That's one of the waves for me right now. A young black woman ascended the inaugural stage and recited a poem of truth, hope, healing, and inspiration. She became famous that day. Amanda Gorman almost didn't share her poem with the world. She shared in an opinion piece just over a month ago that was discussed with the UUCF Poetry Group, her fears and the pressure she felt. She went beyond sharing her poem and describing how our society was just unfinished and shared her deep fear and where she found the strength to face her fear, to commit to her art and to deliver her poem to our society. We asked a young black woman who couldn't be immunized to come to the US Capitol in the midst of a life-threatening pandemic where, that was raging and affecting black people disproportionately to, due to generations of health disparities to be the visible beacon of a transition of power in the wake of an attempted insurrection, perpetuate and constant violent acts perpetuated by white supremacists. That is a lot. Reading her description left me in awe of her courage and utterly embarrassed that it never occurred to me on my own. She chose to listen to her fear and she said all that scared her out loud. She listened and realized that the thing, not doing it for, and having to wonder for the rest of her life what that poem could have done was her single biggest fear. After that night, she was committed to her to go forward with the delivery. Her fear, like our rage earlier, called her in to fight for what she holds dear. As with the large wave I opened with and the transition of birth on the other side, that fear was the, on the other side of that fear was the people searching for hope. They, and I quote, welcome the impact of the poem into protest, hospitals, classrooms,
conversations, living rooms, offices, art, and all manner of moments. I may have worked on the words, but it was the people who put the words to work. We haven't just seen the power of a poem. We've seen the power of the people. Amanda Gorman, Valerie Kaur, join Adrian Marie Brown in calling us into emergence and community. One of the gifts of community organizing is that even when we lose on a given issue, and sometimes we will, we win because of finding the changes within ourselves and engaging our values and our passions for a just society. We change our society, whether we win or lose, with our growth individually and communally. Amanda Gorman offers, even as we've grieved, we've grown. Even fatigued, we've found that this hill we climb is one we must mount together. We are battered but bolder, worn but wiser. I am not telling you not to be tired or afraid. If anything, the very fact that we're weary means we are, by definition, changed. We are brave enough to listen to and learn from our fear. This time will be different because this time will be different. We already are. We already are. From this fear, from our rage, we are called to live through this transition into our hope and our revolutionary love. Returning to that opening analogy of the waves, beloveds, there is no way to get from the shore to that easy interdependence without going through the breakers. Our nation and our culture has to go through our transition, which can feel like dying. Through our sleepless nights, facing our fears and our rage in the unknown, to commit to finding out what our values can do. To go through our crashing waves so our society can be born into our aspirational vision. In this chaos time, our fear tells us what we hold most dear. For me, it's our principles and our covenantal relationship. Living them in our lives as they guide us to widening our circle of concern, living them into the bridge of covenantal community and living them into the beloved community. Valerie Kaur calls us to see no stranger and to practice revolutionary love. Amanda Gorman calls us to witness the birth of our nation into its full potential. And Adrienne Marie Brown calls us to live into emergent strategy by living our big ideas and goals and concepts in our small interactions in an image of, in an image of biomimicry. Honoring our place within nature and to live into our core function, love. Today, three powerful scholars and leaders and visionaries inspired our reflection. Three advocates for black lives and beloved community where we love each other, support each other, protect each other from harm. And today, we honor the chaos and the transition and the hope on the other side. Today, we are called to love.